This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, 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 and good news. I am your host, Hannah Canningator. This is the podcast where I sit down with a comedic guest and tell them all about the solution-based news and the people, places, and current events affecting the world in a positive way. This week, my guest is Oscar Montoya from the UCB Herald team, Nomi Malone, and the UCB Mod team, The Summer Of. Oscar is also a co-host of the podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, with a fellow Good News guest, Rachel Chapman. You can find Oscar on both Instagram and Twitter at Ozymo. That's O-Z-Z-Y-M-O. In other good news about the good news, last week's episode with Mary Holland got a shout out on Splitsider.com, and we got a nice little review, so thank you to the listeners for making that happen. And if you can share the show with a friend or a cool place that'll share it online, oh my gosh, please do. It means the world. Uh, trying to get the podcast out there a little more. And rating and reviewing on iTunes also helps that happen. Um, so I super appreciate those rating and reviews as well. Uh, last little sidebar before we get started. If you like to shop on Amazon, you can use my link by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news and clicking on the support our artist button. That will take you to Amazon where you can shop around like usual and we get a nice little kickback from them which is nice okay without further ado let's talk about some good news booze good news good news good news good news good news good news, good news. Dang it, what a great intro we had. <laughs> no one will ever know. No one will ever know. It'll be our secret, you know? No one has to know. Yeah. People don't have to be a fly on the wall for our whole lives. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what? We're going to edit all the best parts out of this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Only the worst for the good news. That's right. The worst takes. Worst takes, Sally. Yeah. Where's Dick Sally? <laughs> Two take, what was it, Henry? Three take Henry. Tom. <laughs> no one gets these jokes because I wasn't recording. Yeah, we were we were just chatting away for like, what, 45 minutes? <laughs> a whole hour. <laughs> what a just nightmare. Just kidding, it was like five minutes. That would have been a nightmare. <clears throat> <laughs> well, hi, Oscar. Hi, Hannah. Thanks Th- for having thanks me on the for, show. Thanks for being here. I It's... Uh, yeah, I was just I was telling Hannah how similar we both are <laughs> about how absolutely forgetful. I mean, like, yeah, I'm very forgetful. Me too. I'm very flighty is a word. To you didn't go me. somewhere today that you were supposed to. <laughs> I, I was supposed to do something and I didn't go because I forgot. Yeah. If it's not on my calendar. I will not go. My issue is also if it's not on my calendar, I won't go. And I don't write things on my calendar. Yep. So it's a hard time for me. <laughs> yep. A big issue for me is like someone will say, oh, can you do this? And I'll just say yes. Mm-hmm. Impulsively, I just say yes without yeah. even looking at my calendar to see if I'm even available. But if I do have something there, then I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Remember when I said yes, I can't make it. Right. But sometimes... I say yes, and I don't write it on my calendar. Yeah, and then I'll—that's when I'll have like seven things to do at the same time, mm-hmm. and I don't show up to any of them. <laughs> and then I don't go to. And any, then I don't go to any of them. I have yeah. a panic and attack on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know this. I realize it's fully my fault, but 
I still will have a panic attack. Yeah, I get so frustrated sometimes as if like the world, like as if my schedule is different than it. Like I'm like, God, I have so many things like, and it's always my fault. Like yesterday I was stressed because I had to drive to Santa Monica after work to go to a roller dance workshop. Which is incredible. You told me about that and I was like, that exists? Yeah. I love that. Uh, It was very fun, but I was like so pissed and stressed on my way there, which was absurd. (laughs) I was like, got off work, like trying to make it to my. I was like, I have to leave work now. Like I was turning into such a monster. The manager at the end, I was like, can I go, please? And he's like, I have to go to a roller dance workshop. (laughs) And I scheduled my day poorly. (laughs) But here's the thing, too. L.A. is really the time is such a weird thing in L.A. to me. Yes, it like doesn't work like time doesn't work for me it's like no what i think will take should take half an hour will take actually like four hours yes and then you're just like why did that menial thing take so long so long we're just getting around anywhere takes forever so it's like really impossible to kind of manage time you know yeah because you have to set aside five hours of your day for going and coming to wherever you're Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're headed and then you know life's little surprises you have to put some time in that too like, yeah so you should just schedule one thing a day and that's how everyone should yeah. live their lives life's little surprises <laughs> <laughs> they'll pop out up and around the day oh for sure and then you're like oh that's a surprise yeah now I'm here, now i'm here dealing with this <laughs> <laughs> oh well this episode, this is kind of like a callback episode, I'm realizing. A lot of these stories are relatable to other stories I've talked about in the past, which I didn't plan out. Uh-huh. And then I put it all together and I was like, sure seems like I did. <laughs> sure seems like I really thought about this. Um, the first story, though, is different and new, and I'm so proud and excited about it. Um so Mike Enzi, who's the Wyoming senator, did you hear about the he like he said a terrible thing about the LGBTQ community? Oh, what did Just, he say? He was like, uh, I'm trying to remember what the conversation was that led up to it. They were talking about preventing hate crimes or something. And he oh, here it is. Here's the quote. Uh, I'll just quote it verbatim and not try and do my version of <laughs> yeah. what it was. It'll somehow come off worse than yeah. his actual. Like clip. basically said that. No, I'm not gonna go. Um, he said, "We always say that in Wyoming, you can just be about anything you want to be as long as you don't push it in someone's face." <clears throat> he told this to. Oh, I'm from Wyoming, by the way. So yes, this, I was just um, gonna say. So this story is, he and he said this to a group of high school students uh, in Grable High School and middle middle school. And he says, "I know a guy who wears a tutu and goes to bars on Friday night and is always surprised that he gets into fights. Well, he kind of asked for it. That's uh, why he ends up with that kind of problem. Hmm. Basically, saying if you dress in a way that's not <laughs> like super masculine, you're asking, for yeah, it. that you're asking for yeah. hate crimes." Is what this close to your hometown? Grable? Um, kind of. I Everything is so far apart from each other. <laughs> I mean, everything's like on average three hours away. Okay, so, wow. 
kind of in a way that I like new kids from Grable because when you compete in high school at, at speech and debate, like a cool kid. Oh you get my to know. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but this next part is close, is my hometown did get involved in. Okay. So Wyoming, like this, this comes forward. <laughs> he said this thing to a group of high, to a bunch of uh, auditorium full of high school students. <laughs> and so people, dudes all across Wyoming on Friday night, everyone wore tutus. No like, way. The photo is Wyoming dudes, flannel shirts, cowboy hats. Everyone's wearing tutus. No way. Yes. Oh my gosh, there it is. And they, my home, like all all the bars, uh, my hometown. Oh my gosh, look at that. Uh, this is my hometown, like oh, Volander bar. Is that snow? Yes, it also snowed on Friday. <laughs> Which is just what? crazy. I know. I was talking what to my mom. <laughs> she was like, oh, this is, yeah, it was like rain snowing. Um, There's some really like sensible tutus and a little like uh, revealing tutus. Yeah, that guy's tutus tiny tutus. Very tiny. Uh, I love this. First of all, for everyone, especially in a state like Wyoming that pe- people don't really know about and might also assume that like, it's pretty cowboy-y and pretty, For, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I think cattle rancher yeah. in Wyoming, and maybe that's not a fair assessment of it Wyoming. It is, though. You're not wrong. There's so many cattle ranchers. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fair assessment. But what I think is cool is that it's like they'll show up at a bar wearing a cowboy hat, wearing a tutu. Yep. And it's a political statement. Yes. Which is amazing. And a political statement that's like, oh, my gosh. Um, I think so then there was a poster with the guy who wears the tutu they like um, yeah he wears it into Butch's bar and uh, there's a photo of the guy who always wears the tutu and they like had a night for him where everybody who wore a tutu got a free drink also it's funny because the name of the place is called Butch's Butch's Happy uh, Butch's Bar yeah and the logo is some very like i would say like kind of a pervy looking clifford holding a (laughs) holding a beer (laughs) it's just like very aggressive and very like manly i guess uh but what a nice thing to do and like i love it and then uh i forgot to pull this up but one of my best friends may she has like She's a photographer and she Uh took a beautiful tutu photo with her brother and some other guys from Lander who are awesome. And she wrote like this whole beautiful thing being like, hey, Senator Enzi, fuck you, basically, but in a very eloquent way, because that's how she does. (laughs) That's how she rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought that was so cool. So cool to see. This was like I was scrolling through Reddit and I saw it on there and I was like, wait a freaking go away. I mean, I knew about it because of um, because of people's Facebook and right. uh, Instagram and stuff. But I didn't realize that uh, it got written about on LGBTQ Nation. It's so cool to me. Also, the idea of you hear something kind of, uh, you know, homophobic uh, mm-hmm. or like an injustice being committed and. I think your impulsive reaction is like anger yeah. and kind of like verbal barbs or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And their direction of take, they're like, they're like kind of taking the symbol of like weak or like being like a sissy or whatever yeah. and like incorporating as part of their protest, which is yeah. like, oh, wow, we're, we're responding with your hate in a 
positive way. Yeah. That has nothing to, we're not even communicating with you. This is just like a physical symbol. Yeah. Of our direct response towards your really mean, dumb comment. Yeah. You know? And we're set, it's a way of like celebrating it. It's, yeah. And it's, it's a way of being like, look, we're all, in it together yeah which is like that's what it should be about i love it so Ugh. much and also just like as a my own side selfish thing i love tutus so much i know I, if somebody i am so jealous like i guess i could have worn a tutu out to the bar by myself <laughs> out here in solidarity but it would yeah. just have been normal kind of in la <laughs> i have a tutu. that's very true um did you but- take ballet classes I didn't. I took clogging, which you don't. Excuse me. (laughs) Clogging. (laughs) Isn't that like what the Dutch do? It's yeah. uh, I think it's like you. It's kind of like Irish stepping, only way more like clog. (laughs) It's like so. So it's like tap, but instead of one tap, you have double taps, so it makes extra tap sounds. (laughs) And you do like, uh, I'll have to show you before I leave today. But there's no wooden shoes. No wooden shoes. Oh, okay, because that's what I was thinking. Just people stomping with wooden <laughs> shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like a mad I'm sure that band. would make really nice sound if it's all syncopated and yeah. like, you know, 25 people stomping on wooden shoes. But also interesting so it, also in my head like wooden shoes are always too big i don't know yeah why. same yeah they don't fit correctly they don't fit correctly yeah so that's why clogging is very difficult you have to look graceful while wearing yeah. oversized wooden shoes i'm bringing that i'm bringing that to LA. please do the real clog um we didn't have tutus, but we had giant petticoats and Western style dresses. Yes. And you like swing them back and forth and yeah, do yeah, choreograph yeah. stuff with your petticoats. Oh, that's so awesome. Which is great. And then just in life, I have tutus because I love them. Yeah. They're really fun. Because they're great. And I am so excited that everyone <laughs> wore them. So happy about that. That's, yeah. It's great to see big, burly men in tutus. In a tutu. Very and it doesn't make him weird. It honestly doesn't look weird. No. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is great. I'm glad you wore a tutu. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you could. Welcome pull to it the off. feeling of wearing a tutu. Honestly, here's the thing: anyone could pull anything off. Yes. As long as they're confident about it. This is true. Do you know what I mean? To the max. Uh, here's because here's the thing that I'll say about you, Hannah, is that you have a very distinctive sartorial oh, style. Thanks. Oh, and sorry, I've so heard before I met you, I've heard of you and your trademark pizza pizza cat the pizza hair do you know what i mean and that's like you were like i mean here's the thing i don't know if hannah talks about this do you did you bring this up yeah um i've like lightly brought it up in the past and it's like it's i don't want to say i mean i will say the word but it's iconic (laughs) it's pretty iconic and the frames to match i mean you definitely have a look going on oh thank you and it's and people, I don't know how people approach you about like, I'm sure people compliment you about your glasses and your style on the regular, but people always are like, oh, uh, you look so great. I could never, I could never pull oh, yeah. this off. Right. Do people, people say, say that? that? And the answer to that is that's not true because I mean, I, maybe I'm not pulling it off, but no. I am very comfortable in the clothes that I'm wearing. Yeah. I'm just realizing that that's maybe a backhanded way of like saying you look nice in that <laughs> outfit. I don't like that outfit. You know what I mean? Cause if you like, 
Because if you like what you're wearing, you're pulling it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for someone to say, What an interesting you look outfit. Great, I, would I would never wear something that ugly. I wouldn't be able to pull that up because I would never wear it. It's a bad outfit. I'll throw water in your face and leave. <laughs> no, but I've definitely like seen people. Like I definitely have a particular style, and then there's other people that have a very different style. And I'm like, yeah. they look great. Like I wouldn't wear that because it wouldn't look good on me. Yes. But honestly, that's just me boxing myself in. Yeah. Here's the thing, clothes are transformative. Like you yeah. literally can wear whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's telling you not to wear. I mean, as adults, no one's telling you not to dress how you want to dress. Oh, it's the best. So dress what you want. Yeah, dress how you want to dress. You know. Go to a bar wearing whatever you want. Um, anything, yeah. No one will say anything unless you don't have clothes on at all, and then the right. The the key society. word is wear right. whatever you want. <laughs> We're still putting clothes on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's essential. We're not promoting nudity at bars. We really are not. <laughs> I just didn't want people to get confused. <laughs> someone's hearing this like listening like to this leaving. podcast and they're like great and then they just take off their clothes <laughs> yeah. like hannah told okay. me <laughs> the cops she clearly stated at one point be naked yeah <laughs> everyone be naked please uh you do have a great style though so do you, you. Also have i think you have the more, you have my favorite style you have my say. favorite style. maybe it's because we have like we have similar, similar styles <laughs> Because yeah. we have very similar, very similar styles. We never say to each other, that's a great yeah. outfit. I could never. Pull yeah, that exactly. <laughs> and if we did, that would be weird. Yeah. Because we'd probably be wearing the same, same. thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have, yeah, you have the glasses and, and I, you know. You also wear hats. I wear hats all glasses. the time and glasses all the time. Mm-hmm. Fun colors. Essential. I just, uh, I just introduced uh, Oscar into Swift eyewear oh today, it, yeah, which I think I've excited. mentioned before. Everyone go to that website if you need glasses. Uh, and thanks to our sponsors, SwiftEyewear.com. www.swifteyewear. This is good. This could be a possible endorsement deal. I know. I should just I should just record, like pull the sound clips of the times I've talked about them and send it to them. I and think then, that's great. I would just not like here's my payment. Yeah, or I would just say, "Can I have free glasses yeah. for life?" My millions of listeners. Wouldn't that be so amazing if they were like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." I mean, no hurt in trying. Not at all. I should do that this week. I'm gonna put it in my calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, this one is a callback to a story from a while ago. Um, just in the way that, like. I can't believe I can and can't believe this has happened multiple times. Uh, a boy, like a little boy, found two thousand dollars, <gasps> and he turned it back in, in. cash. Mm-hmm. Wow, how and are people carrying that much money on them? Here's uh, this, like, not the same story at all, but almost identical situation. He, uh, somebody who runs a restaurant had the bank bag for the night and like left it. No. Uh, dropped it somewhere no the first story i told this was like months ago but it was a woman who went shopping at like tractors rs or something (laughs) something of course tractor town (laughs) of course (laughs) (laughs) and she left it in the shopping cart after closing the restaurant for the weekend she like didn't get to the bank wait so she before going to the bank she thought it would be a good idea to just stop by tractor 
tra- tractor time? It might be tractor time. It's something like that's really ham-fisting the word tractor into it. <laughs> um, Tractors and things. That might be it. Too. <laughs> um, she closed the restaurant like Saturday night and the bank was closed Sunday. And she didn't want to, it was in her car. She didn't want to leave it in her car. She got nervous about leaving it there. So she brought it with her inside. Yeah. This is absolutely something I would do. I can see this happening to myself clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I can clearly see it. Very vivid. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she left it and it it got returned. But so this is. That's amazing. Yeah. This is a similar situation. Um, Family owned restaurant. This, it doesn't, uh, he found it on the ground. So. Another thing that I can clear, like I'm constantly afraid that shit is falling out of my car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. onto <laughs> out the of your car, out of anywhere that I'm hold, like. There's that. a giant hole in the bottom of your car. <laughs> yeah. Just everything is falling out. Anytime I can't find anything, I'm like, it fell out of my car. Yeah. My friends are always like, it absolutely didn't. Like you just need to look. It's harder. not physically possible. I'm like no, it's gone forever. It <laughs> fell out of my car, and it never has. Yeah, but I'm so scared. I feel like I. I used to be a manny for a very long time mm. and I would get paid in cash and I would get paid like hundreds of dollars in cash. Yeah. But I would get paid before the shift was over that Friday and I would have like hundreds of dollars in my pocket that I would lose. I have lost, I've lost $400 in cash. Oh my God. Um, out of my, just like flown out of my pocket. No. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, I just like to think of like this karmic Rich, I'm like, yeah, I've done a, an, all the karma I possibly, like someone <laughs> is very happy with my money <laughs> and that's okay. But I lose stuff all the time. Yeah. And it's so often that I've literally, I like try to look for it and I'm so okay with it it's just gone. being gone forever. It's gone forever. I have to accept it. It's like, <laughs> it's my fault. This very important, this, these, you know, $400 are just there's nothing I can do, honestly. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. And um, if it comes back to me like this scenario, oh yeah. my gosh, that kid's gonna have the best karma ever. I know he got an outstanding citizen award. That's uh, great. I would I would do that for the outstanding citizen award. Yeah, I would return a lot two thousand dollars for an award. I also would be so nervous uh, to find two thousand dollars in a bag. I'd what would like, you do? I would try and figure out, I guess I would bring it to the police. Yeah. I don't know. I would try and figure out like where it would go. Yeah. Because I would be too nervous that I would have somebody's $2,000. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, That's for a sure. lot of like, uh, like maybe they're good people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're scary people. Yeah. Maybe uh, what's happening in their life that they have this bag of two thousand yeah. dollars. My immediate thought is like these are bad people, and right. they they know that I have I this have money. money. Yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna come after me. <laughs> so I probably won't even pick it up. <laughs> I'll just, just walk by. <laughs> Not I'll walk past and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to be involved. <laughs> no way. Or I would think it's like some weird prank show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like prank shows ev- everywhere. All the time. I'm like, this is a prank. I don't want to be involved. I don't in this want prank. this. That's my worst nightmare. I always think about how Lady Gaga was on. Oh my God. I saw that video yesterday. I was telling someone about boiling points. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I was literally showing someone. I was like, check this out. <laughs> she uh, failed. Yeah. She did. She, she, 
she boiled her points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such an awful show. Yeah, it's so bad. Let's see if when we're really mean to people, if they eventually lose their patience. <laughs> well, Billy Merritt was in that show. Oh, he was? Yeah. Mm. And Rebecca Johnson was on that show, too. Um, so it's funny to see, like, these people that we know, like, <laughs> being involved in this, these terrible shows. Terrible. Gosh, I know someone who worked for impractical jokers which i also think is a very mean-spirited sort of show mm. uh and it's just so nerve it's so nerve-wracking it, i've never seen it is it just like mean jokes yeah it's just like yeah it's it's like hitting camera sort of prank show mm. you know but it's it makes me so uncomfortable yeah you know yeah it's not very nice no it's not nice <laughs> at all lady gaga wanted to eat that salad yeah and she couldn't and she couldn't Ugh. But she did lose. She was very mean back. Do you know what I mean? She was very mean. It's the best. Yeah. Um, well, if you find $2,000, I don't know. I just wish I would definitely return it if it had. I, here's my thing. I don't want to get. I could see it turning into a thing where I like mm -hmm. say I'm going to deal with it and then don't know how. And then like, and it's just like <laughs> sitting in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there was a thing that was like had the name of where it belonged on the bag or right. something like that. Right. Otherwise, I'd be like, oh, I got to make it down to the police station right. today. In what? Let me ask you this. In what scenario would you use those two thousand dollars? I would say. If after like a week or two, it was still on my hands. <laughs> But that's like with trying just a week or two, <laughs> three to fourteen days. I tried. I tried going to the police station. I didn't have time. I'm just gonna waste. I'm gonna use this money. In my mind, though, it's like two weeks of me trying to get it back. Yeah, and it failing somehow. Like the police Ow. being like, "Don't. We don't want it," and me being like, "Well, I don't know what to do." After a week. I guess if the police is like, yeah, you can spend this money. Yeah. Finders, the finders keeper law. Right. You know? Oh, well, see, now I'm getting excited about I would want to donate to something very fun. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would donate. What to would you cool donate thing. to? Uh, I'd probably go on GoFundMe and find some. I love doing that every week. Do One you? of my segments on the podcast is the GoFundMe of the week. <gasps> so, or Kickstarter or Indiegogo. And then I would probably donate to the downtown women's center. Yeah. Because they're the freaking jam. Yeah. 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 Um, that's great. That's that's true karmic sort of retribution. Yeah. So there we Using go. Using your powers for good. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I'm like having a mental battle of whether I would use $100 to like pay some bills. <laughs> I was like staring straight ahead, being like, mm. I could use it. Yes, that's what I would do. But maybe like a hundred. Well, I just had a ridiculous power bill due. And I was oh, just thinking gosh. about that. I have a ridiculous cell phone bill due. Yeah. Like, oh, God. I, just, I, was, I, I really it. don't know how I'm still alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how. I, I feel like I'm getting swindled left, right, and center. Uh, our. I was realizing today that the game Monopoly, like mm -hmm. you go through a point where you're like, this is nothing like life and this is nothing like real life, except now I really think it is yeah. because you hit a point where like you're losing yep. and you're like, you went, I can't pay. I don't have any more money to yeah. give to you. 
and your friend's like, well, you could still mortgage. And you're like, yeah. I don't want to. I want to be done with the game. You win. But the game goes on forever. <laughs> it's exactly like real life is what I realized today. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. It's There's a moment. There's like scary moments where you're just like, I'm spending much more money than I'm earning mm-hmm. and it's not a fun place to be. No, it's, you know, oh, it's terrible. Gosh. Yeah. I'm like still, <laughs> it's almost over kind of, it'll be over hopefully by the end of the year. But my like, did I ever tell you my rabies story the, when I tried to say yes. awesome? I'm like still yes. paying <laughs> off that hospital bill. Oh, no. It's a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> Oh no. And it's fine. I just like every time I pay the bill each month, I'm like, this happened for the stupidest reason. <laughs> like, this is pointless. <laughs> it's the worst feeling. Or do you still have to pay like, um, like student loans? Uh, I don't have student loans because I was a super, super lucky kid. Yeah, I had very, very cheap uh, school and um, and my parents helped me so much and they had like saved. It's alarming how many people still have to worry about that. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's insane. Yeah. Especially if you didn't have a great college experience and then have to keep paying your student loans. Woof. Yeah. That's tough. Or like an expensive, like the so many schools, even in-state schools, a lot of places now are like twenty, at least twenty G's a year. Oh, college is so expensive yeah. and truly pointless. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. I uh, the life experience and the people I met yes. and all of that socially fantastic yeah i don't know where i would be today if i didn't go to mm-hmm. the school i went to mm-hmm. uh in terms of like my degree mattering mm-hmm. i have a theater degree mm-hmm. it does not i put it on my waitressing resume <laughs> i like have a thing at the bottom that says i have a bfa with honors in acting they're like that's like, exactly why? what we need <laughs> yeah. she's the first <laughs> it's the one of legend <laughs> She's different than the others. <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, I have a BFA in dance and I literally cannot even dance professionally anymore. <laughs> I'm incapable of doing that now. Well, like so many theater, they only care if it's from like oh. one of uh, three schools maybe. And other 100%. than that, it's like, do you know how to do this stuff? Did you take some classes oh, in LA? Oh, and also like <laughs> literally what we've been taught in terms of like making it is like chances are you won't yeah. <laughs> have a career but it's important to like build your own stuff you know what i mean so it's yeah. like oh great i could have done that when i was for years 15 years old yeah. you know but uh, truly the social just like the social aspect of mm-hmm. college is the best it's, it's the best years of my life i think yeah. well well it, at that time i was thinking about that and i was like it was the best at that time i was yes. in such a different place that i have so many good days in my life now but right it's just a different it's a it's like a different life when you think about it it totally is you you just get to have so much fun and learn things and especially when you have an art degree you every single day somebody is like show me what your art is and mm-hmm. i would love to talk to you about it yep here's some feedback and like i'm paying attention oh for sure <laughs> yeah you insane. feel so validated yeah as like so you're not a weird also like that's the thing it's like oh college is a great moment where you realize like oh i'm not the only weirdo on this planet 
yeah. especially going to art school anyway. Right. You go to art school and you're like, in wherever you're from, you're just like, oh, I feel alone. Like, I'm the only person that like is an artist or, yeah. or like expresses themselves in a very specific way that is unlike everyone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for example, you know, I wear tutus as a form of expression. Yeah. And your town might think you're crazy. But going to college, you realize like, oh, so there's some people that wear tutus. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. And it's totally and okay. I found my freaks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's what art school did for me. I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm not the only one. Yeah. There's same. a whole bunch of people. And it just makes life easier, I think, you know? Which I feel like the same, honestly, if you're like from a s small town or smaller school, like same goes for like computer science. You're like, I'm the only guy who oh, loves yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting. Like, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be ostracized for the rest of my life because I like programming. Yeah, like no one gets it. Yeah. No one likes to listen to me talk about programming. <laughs> and that might be true. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go, <laughs> I mean, don't talk to me about programming. Yeah. I'll just I really no won't understand what you're saying. Um, how good are you with technology, by the way? I'd say I'm average. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. About average. I'm very bad at it. Like, I barely know how to work my phone. <laughs> there is like some, like even, even like on Facebook groups and stuff. Like I yeah. just don't know where, like how to like respond. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. I, I'm a grandpa when it comes to phones. There's a lot coming at you though. And I honestly, sometimes it's easier to just keep it that way and be like, I don't know. Yeah. Because I get really overwhelmed sometimes with same. Like how oh my God, much. Same. Yeah. It's like people same. have access to you 24 seven. If yep. you're not responding right away, it's like, oh my where gosh. is, where are they? I mean, if like, for example, group text or just group, there's something about group text that like is so overwhelming to me yeah. that I just do not respond. There's like a very, there's like a bit on my No Me Malone group mm -hmm. chat where everyone is like, oh, Oscar, thanks for your insight on this. Cause like, <laughs> I don't respond to any of the things that go on, even if they're bits or like yeah. whatever. I will like, if it's like important stuff, I'll just send that text. I'm also very sort of cold yeah. when it comes to like responding to people. So I've gotten in trouble many times because of like, just the way that I reply. Because you're just like straightforward. Straightforward. Mm -hmm. I don't like like to think of like, oh, what's a fun way I can respond? I was like, <laughs> I don't. This is too stressful for me. So I'm just going to say, meet here. Bye. bye. You know what I mean? And it, that's not the way people communicate anymore. Yeah. People communicate on their phones. Yeah. And they like, oh, anyway, it's just very frustrating. I know. I feel I think group texts are fun when you're in them in the moment. But I've had times where I'm like at work and then check my phone. It's like 120 missed oh my, messages. Uh, and I just like want to stab that's a, my that's phone. A, that's, yeah. a that's a that's a, my that's my worst nightmare. It, it would be like if you walked into a room and people were like, hey, we had a conversation earlier. You weren't there, what, but we recorded it. Do you want yeah. to hear it? <laughs> Why don't you go into the other room just and like, sit down this and this is pointless. <laughs> I will get a text from someone. I've also gotten in trouble by not responding to texts. Yeah, that's which I'm what I get in trouble so for. Which I'm so good at. I'm the best at not responding back to people. And what happens is I'll get a text at a really bad time. Exactly. And, and then I look at it down. and be like, okay, I need to reply to this later. Uh -huh. And then I and then you forget because it's not on my calendar. <laughs> yeah. And then they will be a week later and they're like, what's, what's wrong, wrong with you? With you?
I'm like, oh crap, crap. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm. It's something I'm trying to be better at this year, which is why sometimes I'll be somewhere and like being crazy on my phone. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be somebody who gets back to people. (laughs) But it requires me like not participating at all in this conversation. That's what I hate about it. It makes you like clue out of the space you're in. Well, you're not present. And I also think I I just have a huge issue. Because all of our friends do it. Mm -hmm. All of our friends are constantly on their phones. Yeah. And when you know when we're having a conversation it's so normal for someone to like listen to what you're saying while being on their phone and no one bets an eye it's not weird right yeah. because we're so used to being present everywhere mm-hmm. and just like knowing as much as possible yeah and i think it's a backlash of that like fomo sort of thing yeah um and it's like people desperately just trying to be everywhere at once yes that is what it um, is but it's also by doing that you're not present yeah you're splitting yourself off into like a bunch mm-hmm. of little use oh yeah all over the place oh yeah yeah it's not the full package no and <laughs> i don't want half of you or a 164th of you yeah i want all of i want you. the whole thing it, yeah uh, technology's hard technology i know i hate when i get sucked into my phone it's bad yeah it's a balancing act yeah you know? it is because if you don't keep up with it all the time, then at some point in the day, you're going to have the time where you're like, oh, I got to get back to everything yep. right now. It's like a solid. Yeah. Uh, and then it becomes a chore and not fun. Yeah. We all know this. We all we all live this terrible <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, let's see what. El- oh, this is another. OK, I'm continuing. It's the year of babies being born on trains, planes, and automobiles. What? There was a baby born a couple episodes ago on a plane, and this week a baby was born on a train. Where? We just need a car to complete it. Um, This one was in, uh, let's see, delivered at London Bridge. Uh, London Bridge Station was turned into a makeshift maternity oh ward gosh. when a woman gave birth to a baby boy just before rush hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, staff, what was she doing on the train? Yeah, I think, I feel like maybe this one was a early, she was okay. probably on her way to the hospital or it, the one on the plane was like early labor, like unexpectedly early. Oh, no early. way. Yeah. Where um, was she, where was she flying to? She was, oh, I can't remember because I feel like I got asked the same question while we were, she was on Turkish Airlines. I can't remember where. Right. It was a city that I had no idea. I was like, I don't know where that is. So it was a long flight. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Super long flight. Um, And this one, train. uh, Yeah. I guess it was at the station so maybe not technically on the train because i guess when you're on a train you can like stop the train and get out as opposed to when you're in a plane oh it's you're just you're just, in the plane. <laughs> you're just like well well okay yeah uh so she actually had it at the at the station um but she had it before the paramedics showed up and like the staff at the station helped her oh my gosh um Everybody just kind of like rallied around her That's and like awesome. put up a blanket and baby happened. Whoa. Is the baby okay? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mother and baby are both doing great. It was a little baby boy. I want to know what the baby's name is going to be. I know. Uh, they didn't release the mom's name or the baby's name. Dang it. Hmm. What would you do in that sort of situation? If I was around? If you were like, if you were on that train. 
and someone was like, I'm, I'm having a baby. <laughs> like, what would you do? I feel like I would try and figure out a way to get her help. Mm -hmm. uh, like, get her into a safe place, I feel like. Yeah. That's so hard, though, because I feel like, you know, when, like, a car accident happens and, like, everyone runs up and is like, I'm going to oh, be my a gosh, part of this. Yeah. So I feel like maybe some of that happens. Yeah. So I don't know if I would step back and just try and call paramedics and then, like, let it be. Right. Unless I, if I was right next to her, I'd be like, everybody get out of the way. <laughs> oh, so you would be the enforcer. I would be. <laughs> You're like, all finally. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> everybody calm down. I need blankets. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I would be able to think of. <laughs> we don't have blankets. It's a train. <laughs> I said, I need blankets. I need blankets. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I have the do? opposite instinct of like everybody's trying to help. I'm just like I'm helping by not, not helping, helping because yeah. I I will Amelia Bedelia the shit out of that situation. <laughs> I will try to do my best and just fail in every every possible way. Yeah. So I'm just like <laughs> I'll I'm, just be the cheerleader, be like, yeah, "Yay, like, you got this!" I, yeah, I think in, in most likely reality, I would like fade away and then maybe call. <laughs> Yes. So you'd be um, active still. I mean, you would be like. Well, here's why I think I would call is because you know that they they had the play that was in that episode of Girls based off of this. There's what? that famous apartment building thing that happened where somebody got murdered in yes, the courtyard. Yes, in New York. Yeah, yeah. And everybody thought the, uh, the other people were calling the police and right. they did. So now, now I call. Right. Now, yeah. <laughs> because, no, that's. Yeah. That's the lesson we learned from that mistake. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. What other little tidbits do I have? Uh, there's a Metallica tribute band <laughs> called Blistered Earth. <laughs> and they they got all their stuff stolen. They got all their bands. Oh, no. <laughs> what if that was it? I was like, I and that's the good news. They what? don't exist anymore. <laughs> I hate Metallica. <laughs> They got all their stuff stolen, and Metallica, the real band, no. replaced it all no for them. No way. Real life. No, I don't Oscar. believe that. Real life. For one second. They did. What? Yeah. They, so the band got its stuff stolen, and like local news, like caught on. <laughs> Blistered Earth is <laughs> probably, it's a Portland uh, band, or they were in Portland when it happened. Mm -hmm. um, and like Metallica caught wind of it. And gave, wow. gave every got him everything back because I guess when Metallica was like early on, I feel like early nineties, I read they got all their shit stolen. Oh, and so it hit close. This is to like home that's their them. heyday, though, right? Early nineties. Yeah, late eighties, early nineties. I don't know that's anything were, about Metallica I, I don't really, know. except for Enter Sandman. <laughs> yeah, I used to mow my lawn to that song all the time. Why? <laughs> It like had a great oh, it would make me go so fast. Boom. <laughs> I can't even do how it goes. That just sounded like, like a slow jazz just, beat. Boom. Uh, boom oh man. <laughs> Bring me a dream. Yeah, that's what Andrew Sandman is just a cover of the song Sandman from the sixties. Ah. <laughs> uh, Blistered Earth, what a ridiculous... That's a great... That's, that is a great name. And what, what a nice thing. I mean, like, that just brings up the idea of, like, what do bands think of cover bands? 
Yeah. I guess it's flattering. Yeah. But they're so possessive. I mean, especially Metallica is so like possessive about their music, you know? Well, and I don't know if you would be kind of upset or like, okay, because here's the... If you're a cover band, you're getting booked for specific things, you know? Yes, yes, I feel yes, like yes, if yes. you're a cover band, you kind of know that you're not going to be like on Rolling Stone. Maybe right. for your own band eventually. Sure, sure, sure. But want. no one's going to be on Rolling Stone for being the cover band of another <laughs> band they yeah. could have gotten yeah. to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. So it's kind of just like extreme fandom yeah. in a way. Oh, yeah, you that's just, true. You just like really love the band so much you want to play their songs. That's very true. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they get booked for like weddings and like uh, like niche party gigs. Right. So they're so to them, it, it is a bit like of a harmless like. Yeah. yeah it's, you're harmless. Like, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's. Um, weird though. Now that I'm thinking of it, that that it's a Metallica band. They both got it. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, it's nice because Metallica's stuff got stolen at one point." Now I'm like, "Spooky." Oh, it's like any sort of Metallica, Metallica band. <laughs> There's a Metallica like the thieves. Crux. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> just like someone who hates Metallica so much that they're yeah. like, "I need to steal all the." Their house is just full of equipment. <laughs> From the bands that they've stolen from. There's the people who stole Metallica stuff and then the like cover band version of people who stole Metallica oh stuff. <laughs> oh my god, so there's it's a like cover an infinity band of the mirror. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. What are, I love that person's work. I'm gonna steal, steal. The, the cover band. Uh, what was your first concert you've ever been to? Ani DeFranco. No. Yes, what? <laughs> wait tell me this story (laughs) um it was so great my aunt and her partner like got me very into anita franco when i was really young and Uh they took me to salt lake city to go see her when i was like 14 13 or 14 oh my gosh and i like made my way up to the front and she looked so cool she was wearing like green (laughs) baggy khakis (laughs) and like a white tank top and she had her dope tattoos yeah and I was like up there dancing and they were in, they sat in the back with like picnic stuff and hung out. <laughs> oh, it was really fun. And we so stayed cool. in like a very nice hotel. Oh, that's so awesome. It was a very good first concert experience. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, that is a really cool yeah. first concert. I loved her. So I still do. Yeah. Uh, I have so much Ani DeFranco on my computer. and. Do you- <laughs> There's one Ani DeFranco song that I loved and I don't remember because this is a song, Marrow. Marrow? Do you Marrow? Know that? Yeah. I'll play it. I'll play okay. it for you after the after podcast. The, we'll save. We'll we'll <laughs> save our listeners from an afternoon of <laughs> Hannah and Oscar trying to figure out which Ani DeFranco song. <laughs> um, what, what was your first concert? Oh my gosh. My first concert was 14. And it was a Hanson concert. Oh, God, that's so good. <laughs> and I got free tickets. Well, my girlfriend at the time, Susan Giddens, who <laughs> I dated uh, because I had a crush on her younger sister, Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, but Susan was like the more aggressive one. Right. Um, Sophia was like, <laughs> <laughs> Sophia was just like Daria yeah. to me. And I was just like, God, she's perfect. <laughs> Uh, she introduced me to Nine Inch Nails, and I was like, uh, I love you. <laughs> and Susan was just kind of like, 
the more gregarious one yeah. and like very forward and she asked yeah. me out and I was like sure fine and she got tickets to see Hanson <laughs> from a radio station and she's like you have to come and I was like ugh Hanson so I go and we're we get like front row seats uh, at the Hammerstein Ballroom and uh they're there and they're doing their concert and they're like hey guys this is exciting because we're recording this um concert for our like oh my god video that we're yeah. doing and it's like uh tokyo like tulsa tokyo in the middle of nowhere tour uh <laughs> and i was just like oh great are and you in like, the video oh, i you can see yes. me in the video <laughs> there's two shots of me in that video the first shot is <laughs> Me, there's a whole bunch of girls surrounding me, and I just look around totally confused. <laughs> and it's like one second, and then there's another one where um, uh, uh, Isaac, who's a, like the older, yeah, that's the same Isaac, right? Is like having a guitar Sounds solo, yeah. and I'm right in on the lip of the stage, just like looking like <laughs> wistful <laughs> at him. <laughs> so I'm in it. I'm literally in that video. But I've also seen Hanson the most amount of times. I've seen Hanson in concert maybe five times. Oh my god! And for like really random ways, like I I went to like a studio taping, and they were like yeah. the the band, the live band, and like there was like a Q and A session some other time, and like I got suckered into going. I've seen them a part of like a music festival, and I I remember I wanted to go see the Dandy Warhols that were playing, but instead mm -hmm. I couldn't, and I just went to see Hanson instead. <laughs> it was the weird like I'm drawn to like Hanson is and me were like somehow just like tied meant to be meant to be Even destiny destiny like wise a, yeah like a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> so unexpected and, yeah, love me and one of the handsome brothers we're gonna get married one that's day that's so funny yeah, I love that you so were like funny. not into being in the video and made yourself center stage anyway oh like front <laughs> and center front I was like, like I don't oh. wanna be in this I was also in the newspaper too <laughs> I where is that oh I have it so I do a show called I Will Always Love You mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's like every month I talk about a piece of pop culture and yeah. I have people come in and talk about why they love it so much yes. and they do bit, bits based off of it. And um, one of the earlier, I did that show in New York and I brought it to LA and one of them was Hanson. And I love that show so much. I love yeah. doing that show because it really is people really just, you get to see people just like beaming and talking about stuff that they love yeah you know and there's nothing like that because i mean like just like this podcast is like we're so kind of trained to talk about things that annoy us or like yeah just the bad stuff focus because yeah. uh, you know i think conflict creates something it creates it's like it creates a tornado of something right yeah so that's how people like tend to communicate with each other but to me come like conversations through pop culture because that's really how i talk to people yeah. um because i'm such a pop culture sort of human yeah um because whoa i'm like really going into this uh because i'm an immigrant and like to me american culture is like fascinating oh yeah uh, because there's really nothing like it in the world the way yeah. that americans obsess about things mm -hmm. is like fascinating and i'm yeah. one of those i'm like fascinated by american pop culture just like pop culture in general yeah. and having like people talking about their shared interests mm -hmm. in a loving way is like a, a, truly a force unlike yeah. any other so i did this i did a handsome handsome theme show yeah being like 
Han- you know, Hanson is kind of like it's not like Dolly Parton or like right. Do you know what I mean? or mm-hmm. like you know whatever. Um, but it every single person that went up were they were just like crying oh, about how much they, they loved, loved it, Hanson. and it was like this. It was like a weird sort of like. It was like church in a way where like <laughs> people were just like crying together and like uh, being like, you get it. We all we get it. We're here Hansen. because we love them so <laughs> much. And they were like talking about deep cuts in there. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it really is. Ma- it's magical. That's but anyway, so I, I tell this story and they were like, yeah, it was just a really it was, anyway, yeah. it was really fun. I love that. Okay, I guess I should get us back on track with. Some yes, good I'm news. sorry. I'm no, not I at apologize all. I love. I always tangent. don't apologize because <laughs> I just love having conversations. Okay, so we'll try. I'll move through these next ones a little quicker. Um, the GoFundMe of the week is another callback to. Uh, okay, a few several episodes ago, I found a nonprofit called Goats of Anarchy. And oh it doesn't, my god! And it's also a callback to Mary Holland's episode because it's like a similar type of sanctuary. It's a um, it's a nonprofit for special needs goats. Um, oh my god! So they like you're kidding. It's like an animal oh sanctuary. Oh look at the goat with the duck costume on. Yep. Oh, uh, someone. Or are people here? Is it six? I guess it is six. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let me get the door and I'll be right back. Well, so perfectly on brand for Oscar and I, we said we were going to do something with people at six o'clock and now it's It's six. (laughs) And we're like still doing this thing because we forgot about what time it is. Yep. Yep. So now we have Again, time in LA, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But Ann Maddox is here. Um, Uh. so I was just telling Oscar about this program called Goats of Anarchy which I highlighted uh, in Animal Corner way back like a couple months ago Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a registered nonprofit. it's an animal sanctuary for special needs goats Um, there's a goat in a duck costume that I'm obsessed with and when I first started following them, that was like their main goat. Duck costume goat was like kind of their main Oh, really? Was a star? Yeah. And now look at all these goats. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so cute. God, so, wait, they're up for adoption? Yeah, it's like a sanctuary where um, I think you can adopt or they, they just care for them. It's like an animal farm just so they don't get put down or neglected. Mm, it's see. a sanctuary for special needs goats. Um... And okay, so here's the GoFundMe of the week. They're blowing up and they are opening a second location. What? <laughs> um, and so the GoFundMe is for their second location, um, which, oh crap. You're kidding. I love it. <laughs> I, when I saw this today, I was like, <laughs> looking for it because I still didn't have my GoFundMe earlier today and I was looking and when I found this, this one perfect. I was like oh my god this is perfect yeah it's too good uh, her current location is too full because goats can live for 12 to 15 years and how can she turn down all those no, little babies she, she that are gonna come she, she can and won't 
That's why she needs to buy a second location yeah. very close by yeah. so that she can be there every day. And she'll look for another farm with a small house so somebody else can live on site. Mm-hmm. And so this GoFundMe is to help provide the funds to buy a, another small farm close oh to the my small gosh. farm that's already there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that a true hero? Isn't that's that the best? Amazing. Um. Okay. Oh, and so that brings us straight into and um, oh uh, okay. Wait. Well, <laughs> um, that was that was a journey there. <laughs> a journey in the mind of Hannah. So these. I usually do hometown news Mm -hmm. um, where I like find something positive about uh, or of news from my guest's hometown. Um, And well, what will you say your hometown? I just forgot. Well, my hometown is Palmina. 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 In Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. Palmina. Palmina. That's right. Okay. Um, I had a hard time sorting through the news because I don't because I only speak English (laughs) I wish that wasn't true but as I was going through it I was like oh crap well let me see if I can find any the deep news sources because usually when you first pull up news from anywhere it's all bad news right and you have to like really sort through to find the good stuff right which uh in my case like would have required being able to speak a different language but I did find um what Eight Colombian nonprofits that are making a difference. What, 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 what? So I'll just go through them please, real quick. Please. Um, the first one is uh, Federación Nacional de Cafeterios de Colombia. Okay. Which is uh, one of the biggest rural nonprofit organizations. Um, it works for the betterment of Colombian coffee farmers mm-hmm. and it represents more than a half a million families. And it works to improve the life quality of Colombian coffee producers by, um, like, optimizing production costs and maximizing the coffee quality. I feel like so much good coffee and stuff comes out of there, too. So it can be very easy to make it be not a good operation. That's what it's famous for. Yeah. Juan Valdez. Do you know that character? Mm -mm. It's like a, a, a coffee farmer. And it's like. A man and his donkey. It's a mustachioed man and his oh, donkey. Oh, I know this. And that's yeah. a Col- it's a Colombian. Yeah, it's a Colombian Mickey Mouse essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- so that's good. This next one is uh, Fundacion Antonio Rest- Repo Barco, which is responding to the issues of a country that has different social conditions mm. and tending to social problems. Are some of the activities that the members of this nonprofit focus on. They believe that families living in crisis areas are more afflicted by social issues and problems. And so uh, they protect children's rights, education, health, and social and regional wow. development and uh, pay attention to vulnerable com- communities. Mm-hmm. Um, Fundacion Juan Felipe Gomez Escobar, which is uh, also known as La Juanfe, um, <laughs> which works to bring better life to the children and the young people from uh, Cartagena. Cartagena, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why I just said oh, like I was so <laughs> impressed that you're just able to like speak the places of where you're from. <laughs> oh, I <That's> see. What... <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
Oh God, I'm so white. <laughs> I'm so bad. Oh well, they provide health care uh, and they uh, and psychological and effective care. Uh, it works with a uh, different partners, um, national and international businesses. And that sounds awesome. Let's see. What's it called again? Uh. It's, it's for short, La Juanfe. Uh -huh. Well, what's the long one? Uh, Fundacion Juan Felipe Gomez yeah. oh, Escobar. That's interesting. Juanfe is like short. It's a nickname for his full name. Oh, okay. Juan Federico, which is like, that's a big thing in, I think, I, Colombia definitely, but yeah. in South American countries, you take your first full name yeah, and then your, uh, like the first three or uh three or two like letters from your middle name. So what would your Colombian nickname be? Hannibo. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> That's so cool. What's your middle name? Boreal. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I, I do like Hannibo. I love, I love Hannibal. That's a great <laughs> Um, what's, what's yours? Mine is, uh, Oscar Ed. Oh, yeah. Not as cute, but it, works yeah they all i feel like they, they all work <laughs> uh, my, my nickname growing up was koja koja what is that yeah mean? um it's just what i called myself as a as a kid as a baby because mm. i couldn't say the word oscar or oscar oh. so i would say koja I love so that's that. what my grandma would call me growing that's up. adorable koja. or pochinito which means pig because i was a fat kid <laughs> 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 so those were my big things. Like that's cute when I made myself because I couldn't say my full name and also pig. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's adorable. Um, let's see the other one. All of these are kind of similar, but I should name all of them without just being like they're all the same. <laughs> And you get the rest. <laughs> you get it. Uh, Corporacion Dia de la Niñez. Uh, importance. Uh, it seems like childhood, like helping yes. the children is a big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Colombia is a weird um, country in terms of like growing. I mean, like uh, because it is like a devel developing country, they mm -hmm. kind of don't know what to do with teenagers. Oh. Um, they, I mean, there's a law where... Uh, after like all men must go to the military or go to military school. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a, like where I'm from in my village, the, the kind of thing that is expected of kids of a certain age is like, yeah. especially if you don't have a home and like, cause no one is, if no, cause the school is very expensive. And like, yeah. if you don't have money for that, it's totally normal to be, become what they call sicarios which are like child assassins. So like they get hired to like kill people. And that's like, cause they're, cause they're, they're like 13, 12 yeah. year, year old kids that like no one Whoa. would expect. So like, yeah, that's like such a normal thing for kids, like poor kids from a village, you know? Wow. So like the Colombian government has been trying very hard to kind of be like, no, guidance. this way yeah. is better. Yeah, exactly. So because there is no guidance, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's like, uh, what's that movie, Hannah? But in real life and in yeah. Colombia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a Colombian movie called um, 
Sicarius, which is which is about it. Yeah, I like him being so white again. I like pointed out <laughs> the white version of that story. It's like just... Hannah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Interesting. You get what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> oh. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, Fundacion Acmeus. Uh, it seems like it, it's a, uh, what's that called when it's a bunch of letters that stand for words? <laughs> when it's like, uh, but it no, makes no, no. a word. It's, uh, no, I know. <laughs> it's, it's a uh, bunch of letters that like stand NASA. for words. Yeah. Like, and scuba. What is word. that called? Uh, it starts with an A. It does it? Because it, it's not alliteration. No. <laughs> Or abbreviation. I just turned into a acronym, acronym, acronym. Yes. God, thank yes. God, thank God. Yes. It looks oh. like it's an acronym. Oh. I knew it. I knew. <laughs> it was somewhere in my empty well. Uh, uh, this is promotes uh, young people's academic potential and talent, and um, helps bring in uh, professional programs so that kids like if they're leaning towards something like computer science or arts, right. uh, that they uh, help bring in programs where kids can explore that and That's get awesome. better at it. Um, let's see. Uh, Fundacion Servivienda. Servivienda. Is that a word? Is that like survive? <laughs> Servivienda. Oh, Survivor? Probably. Okay. Is it? I think so. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Sir Vivienda. Yeah. Because uh, improves the quality of communities living in vulnerable conditions. It's just the same as all the Brings uh, inter making people and communities self sustainable and brings security, identity, and a sense yeah. of social belonging. You survive. You're a survivor. Yeah. Last one, uh, Fundacion Turple. Uh, Turple? <laughs> Turple. <laughs> Fundacion Turple? Turple. <laughs> Probably Turpel. <laughs> yes, it's French. Turpel. Turpel. Uh, they uh, work with the freaking kids again. <laughs> <laughs> Those freaking kids. Uh, specifically for uh, leadership, mathematics, and language, so oh, academics, awesome. and um, yeah. So those are the those I are a that. bunch of nonprofits that's that are awesome. doing good things. Thank you, nonprofits. Good news. Okay, last uh, last story before <laughs> before we keep talking more. <laughs> Animal Corner. Uh, we are on Animal Corner. I always Yay. end with Animal Corner. Um, this animal rescue had to rescue a, a beaver because it was too fat and it got what? stuck in a fence. And oh so, my God. <laughs> it's a real fat beaver. Oh, is this a Canadian? Uh-huh. Oh my God, this beaver is too fat. It's too fat and it tried to go through a fence, which I love because the fence... I love that it really just thought it could. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell from the photo that it definitely cannot. It, yeah. It just couldn't make it. Uh, it's like belly and its hind and its backside are like stuck in the fence. So oh. they they found it, they got it, and they like they had to use a bunch of lube. They had to use like a bunch of lube and like wiggle it out. Oh god! And then they took it into the animal shelter, like rescue to make sure he was okay and nothing was hurt. And then uh, now he's like 
um, being he'll he's like with the whatever their version a of the game trainer. and fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's doing CrossFit. <laughs> now he's doing CrossFit. <laughs> Yeah. And so he'll be really And he back can't the stop wild. talking about it. <laughs> he does it in front of people all the time. Do you feel like CrossFit is always being done in front of everyone? Like it's the gyms yes. where like the garage doors it's are always so, open. I mean, like there's a there's a very tiny part of me that's like I could do CrossFit. Like uh, you know, yeah. sure. I can of course I can be healthier. Um but that that like showy sort of like it's look at us so all weird. the running around the block to me is like oh God, I could never I yeah it's like I hate going to the gym because of that reason because right. like I don't want people to see me exercise no and I don't know maybe it's just LA but literally every CrossFit literally <laughs> I don't literally. know if that's true uh, most of the ones I see. <laughs> there's it's like in a big garage type warehouse yep. the doors are open or it's all windows yep. so you can see everything that's going on there's that it's one never on... like a secretive sort of like guess yeah. what we do here no nope. like even 24 hour you don't know everybody no that's going on you walk by no. one and it's like a brick building and you're yep. like that's a gym inside yep. crossfit is like we're all doing we're all throwing heavy things around that's what it seems like to me. You take That's this exactly thing what it is. And you throw it. <laughs> you take a heavy ball, you bounce it on the wall, and you catch it and you do it again. Yeah. That's all it is. Pick God. it up as fast as you can as many times. It seems dangerous. We should be CrossFit trainers. <laughs> yeah. Seems like we know what we're doing. <laughs> <sighs> okay, now we're now we're to the part where I get to ask you about personal good news. <gasps> Personal I'm going to ask you a time in your life mm -hmm. that uh, you experienced something unexpected or that uh, affected you in a positive way. It doesn't have to be unexpected. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you uh, you asked me that. And the, the, the only thing I can think of was um, in, there was there was a one definitive moment in my life that I think changed my entire path mm -hmm. to pursue like the arts and like being okay with like I don't know like I guess expressing myself yeah through the arts uh and it was <clears throat> so when I was very young I was um I used to do um cumbia dancing which is like the folkloric sort of like traditional Colombian dance yeah. so like I would do that all the time and it was like um you know, I so I was a dancer since since uh, I was four years old. Yeah. When and did, then, uh, sorry, quick. Oh, yeah. When did you come for, over here? I moved here when I was twelve years old. Okay. In nineteen ninety four. I want to say, oof, that just aged me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> two thousand four. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like when I moved here, it was a huge culture shock for me because I I was from like a village. Yeah. And then moving to Queens in New York City. Um, was just like a huge, like it was, it was so much. And I was also 12 yeah. going through puberty and like experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like a weird time. And so I went to junior high school and that was like a very, I don't know how junior high school was for you, but for me, it was a very rough time oh, in my it's life. The worst. Um, because that's when everyone is at their most sensitive because mm -hmm. they're growing in a weird way. Yeah. And so people take it like people, lash out like that's so they so you know there, there's a lot of bullying that happens and sort of like everyone's aggressive and touchy you know what I mean yeah. and for me like I knew that I had to sort of assimilate as soon as possible so I wouldn't get 
made fun of you yeah. know um but and i was doing a good job and i even remember like my um going in junior high school and being like i need to kind of put on a persona of someone who's like tough and whatever and it, i mean it didn't work or whatever but um <laughs> i definitely did not stand out like my whole thing was just like be like Blend. everyone yeah. else um so in my junior high school there was something called talent which is something that like you like you got all everyone from uh, middle school to show up in the auditorium and then they would do like talent which is like extracurricular activity mm -hmm. extracurricular club but you could only keep uh, have one because school funds were low um and it was like you can choose to be um in the band or like mm -hmm. theater or you know dancing or journalism <laughs> <laughs> was amongst yeah. those two which yeah. i thought was really strange and so what happened was that they would say this they would say like journalism uh a talent uh stand up so anyone who was interested stood up and mm -hmm. walked to the section in the auditorium uh. and so that's what was happening and um when they said dance i i was just like oh that's what i do yeah. like so i'm gonna get up so i got up and i was walking there and I everyone just started laughing and I was like that's why, why are what? people laughing and I realized that they were laughing at me because I was the only boy that got up to go to dance and like I mean I was made fun of so terribly oh my god and not only from like the people in the school but like the girls in the dance class as well like what? totally made fun of like singled out it was terrible um i was bullied so much that i was just like i in order to like assimilate mm -hmm. i have to stop doing this i can't do it and my dance teacher her name is janice kozlovsky um i will never forget her because she changed my life i'm mm. um, she changed my life you know um do you mind getting the door in <laughs> sorry um <laughs> She really saw what was happening and was like, she was very much like, you ha you need to be doing this. Yeah. This If this is what makes you happy, you need to do what makes you happy. Oh, and it's more that. powerful than all of the hate that you're getting right now. You have to really commit to what you think is the right thing to do. And because of her yes. just looking at me as a human being as and as a source of potential yeah i mean like you have no idea how powerful that is yeah being young and like not even knowing how the world works and like having everyone like just kind of pummel you yeah. down and having just one person um see you yeah see you and be like i recognize your ability i love i, I need you to be strong in your ability and your in your love, yeah. you know, of art. And it's made me. I mean, I, I stuck around. I was the only boy in dance class, and it made me explore modern and contemporary. And that's what I did forever. You yes. know what I mean? And it's truly only because of her. So I owe everything to Miss Janice Kozlowski, seventh grade dance. She also taught. Fun fact about her: she taught. Um, Savion Glover tap. Who's Savion Glover? He was on Sesame Street. He was a tap dancer oh. on Sesame Street. Yeah, she That's taught so him cool. how to tap dance. 
I love that story so much. Yeah. I was like fist pumping while I was listening yeah, to it. It's yeah, because so it's great. Good. And like, as you know, like I teach and stuff like that and I'm like very sensitive to that sort of thing mm -hmm. of just like looking at someone's potential. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like it, you can we can always go up to someone that we admire and look up to and just like even even someone that we know that we're like oh I don't know if you like figured yourself out yet but like I I dig what you do. It's like you should always praise someone for their potential. Yes. Because I don't think people know the magic that they have inside of them. Yeah. And I think our brains are really good at sabotaging our potential magic. Yeah. Um, and it's so important to have, for you to go up to people and, and say to them, I see your magic. Yeah. Please don't stop doing what you're doing. Um, because we're so good at preventing ourselves from, from doing unlocking that part. I feel like we've been mind melding because this is what I've been saying. Like specifically the last two weeks, I've been thinking a lot about this. Mm -hmm. Like why we need to tell each other when yes. we're noticing like, hey, I love how you are in the world and what you do and you like bring so much good to it. Yeah. We need to tell each other that. I think so. I'm yeah. I'm so glad that that's what your story is about. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so many people here now. Um, well, we have hi to, everyone. We have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Oscar, thank you so much. I love that oh my story gosh. so much. I could thank talk you about for this me. forever with you about people being magical and like, yeah. that we need to tell each other and spread that good in that. I think also like with what we do with improv, it's yeah. like, oh man, we have to do this. Yeah. Um, because people are so quick to shut down other people's comedic voices. Yeah. Um, but there's validity. I mean, that's why improv is so great. There's like validity and any, anybody can do it. Yeah. And we need to s start supporting each other. Yeah, we got to be good to each other. Yeah. <sighs> good news. Good news. Very good news. Great news. Yeah. Thanks well, for having me. I guess we better me. go. <laughs> Thank you so Again, much for Again, this has been sponsored this. by Swift Eyewear. <laughs> Swift Eyewear. <laughs> And please buy Hannah and Oscar a calendar. Yes. <laughs> please, please. Uh, good news later, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.